The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Mark Amtower of Amtower and Company, which is entirely responsible for its content. This is Amtower Off Center, sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology. Every week, author, speaker, consultant Mark Amtower gives you his take on what's going on in the world of government contracting. Amtower Off Center with your host, Mark Amtower. Welcome to Amtower Off Center on federalnewsradio.com, 1500 AM. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here today with Sophia Parker of DS Federal. Uh, Sophia is the CEO of DS Federal, and uh, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Mark. Uh, good to have you here. Thank so you. Give, give us a little background on Sophia and then a little background on, on DS Federal, please. Well, I came from Taiwan. Um, I came to the United States to pursue advanced study in mass communication. And uh, I have been traveling around the world and settled down in uh, Maryland and uh, started my own company 10 years ago. Okay. 10 years back. So um, prior to DS, you were at SAIC, but you came over here to study mass communications, uh-huh. but that's not what you got your degree in. Correct. Well, I detoured and uh, got interested in accounting and uh, got a degree in accounting, became a CPA, and uh, also worked for SAIC as a, a account manager. I've had a very diverse background, but I think looking back, if you think every piece was there uh, for a purpose, you know, because of my accounting background, I find that, you know, I can run my business uh, with acute knowledge of my accounting background. So everything works for a purpose. Okay. So, uh, so you were uh, in what role at SAIC? It was very interesting. At SAIC, I started out as a program manager and I was promoted to account manager for their health practice and uh, later on focus on business development. Okay. So what what led you to uh, decide to go out on your own? I never thought about starting my own business until um, at the time I was with Northrop Grumman. And um, I just felt that I could give the customer much better service if I could run my company and, uh, you know, just focusing on customer service, because that's what I believed in. That's where my passion is. Okay. So, so because you felt some kind of constraint, you went out and started your own. So what, what, but, uh, what was your focus? I mean, you know, do you do you do accounting for government? Uh, I I know that it's a kind of a loaded question because I kind of know the answer, but what what did you start DS Federal to do? I started out DS Federal with the idea of um, working on health IT because I had worked in the health space uh, with SAIC and Northrop Grumman uh, for many years. So my passion is really in health. And also, uh, I was in customer service, and I love that uh, direct interaction with the customers. So I started out uh, in training, and um, you know, training was a great way to be very close to the end users, and that was a good way to uh, gather requirements and build long-term relationship. And that's, so that's how we started. 
Okay, but and and the health IT focus or the health focus has stayed. And is it IT? Is it services? Is it still training? We do training. We do uh, data analytics, focusing on data analytics for the, uh, our health agencies, government agencies. You know, in the last ten years, we have evolved, transformed, and become so focused on data. You know, in DS Federal, we said D is for data. And that's all because our relationship with our client, it is that strong partnership that pushed DS Federal forward because they have confidence in us and we're able to work with them to try something new. For example, in virtual reality, in 3D uh, training, that was just an idea in our head and we approached our client and they said, well, it's worth a try. You know, why don't you go, you know, build a demo, come back and show us. We said, okay. But, you know, it, it is how we have done in uh, doing mobile app, doing mobile training, 3D training, virtual reality training. You know, so we, we focus on growing with our customers, always trying to find out what is best for our clients? How can we help them to solve a problem? If you get Wired magazine, you may want to take a look at the current issue because they, they have an article in there about uh, Sundance Film Festival and the first VR flick to come out with major funding. So seven-figure funding. And, and uh, I haven't I saw the article. Uh, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. But, uh, yeah, that that's going to so come cool. into uh, – Oh, I, I, it I imagine so cool. it's extremely cool. Yeah. And and uh, my son would be all over it. Yeah, but you know, in the virtual reality, if you go to uh, Japan, Taiwan, China, Korea, they are so far advanced than we are. You know, it, it is just amazing. That technology has moved so far. Okay. So, so, uh, so DS Federal started, uh, what, 2007, right? Correct. Yeah. So, um, you woman owned business. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, you have the, uh, the, the federal woman owned status. Do you do state work too? We do. We're in, we're helping a uh, state of Maryland. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but did you pursue any other, um, set aside status? We just graduated from 8-8. We were an 8-8 company. You must have got it quick because uh, it's a nine-year gig. and, and uh, Nine year goes by so fast. Yeah, I know, but you're only a 10-year-old company. <laughs> That's correct. So you That's got it correct. early. I did. Okay. Very cool. So so what the, the benefits, uh, when you, woman-owned business, when you started your company, I don't know how much traction you got from that if any so you're shaking your head so not at all i actually the interesting thing for the uh listeners to know is even though we got our 80 status the second year uh in business we didn't have any business the first three years that's because you know we didn't have past performance right you know it takes about 18 months to pursue a federal business. And it just takes that long. Just by having a status is not going to help you much. And that's just why I advise uh, new business owners, you know, wait, wait until you have past performance. You know, that nine years 
goes by so fast before you know it's so gone. So you, you, you think they should have past performance before they get the 8A? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. That That's excellent advice because, uh, you know, there's the uh, American Express Open does uh, studies on this. And the first study that came out, Lord, five, six, seven years ago now uh-huh. said that it takes an average of 20 plus months to win business and establish, you know, some sort of credential. So uh, your 18 months is, is right in line with that. But, you know, I've been saying that to companies for years, and I've had people review, you know, my last book selling to the government saying, you know, I I opened the book hoping to get advice, and the first thing you do is tell me it's going to take me two years to get business. Ah, uh, well, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, And and, and I meet a lot of people, they just throw their hands up and give up and give away that precious 8-day status because they cannot wait for that 18 months and 22 months. But no matter what, it does take that long for the cycle uh, to do business with the federal government. So I would tell folks, never, ever give up, right? You need to work that relationship. Why would somebody want to buy from you? You've got to have past performance. You have to show people that you bring value, especially to the uh Civil servants, you know, people sitting across from you, you know, the CO, COR, they have tremendous responsibility. You know, they need to do their due diligence. You know, they are uh, representing the U.S. government, so they need to be very careful. And I understand Spending that. Spending money. Exactly. Money that we don't yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. Right. So um, I want to pursue this in, in some depth. So we're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'll be back with Sophia Parker right after this. You can find her, by the way, on LinkedIn, or you can find her at dsfederal.com, all one word. Uh, back after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here with Sophia Parker. Sophia is the CEO of DS Federal. Again, you can find her at dsfederal, all one word, dot com, or you can look her up on LinkedIn. Uh, don't know if she'll connect with you, but you can look her up. This, this is intriguing to me because okay. I, I, I've dealt with a lot of small companies over mm-hmm. the last 35 years. Uh, January is my uh, starting my 34th year as as Amtower and company advising wow. companies in this market, and it's you know I uh, I've always run across the problem you know I sit down with a CEO of a small company mm-hmm. it's going to take you 18 24 months right. to win business, and they say oh I understand I understand and three months later we have a conversation they're going ah we don't have anything yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going, do you remember the first conversation we had? So um, give, give us, uh, give the listeners here some, some ideas on what you did for DS Federal to start to get that traction. You, you, you indicated that uh, uh, you got the designation at the end of your first year in business. Mm-hmm. So you're a recent graduate. So mm-hmm. s- start us at that process. What did you do? in that that first year uh, without the 8A and then the first year with the 8A to start to get on people's radar? Network, network, network. Do your homework. Um, Call. I call people all the time. Um, You just have to be out there. I joked that, um, you know, 
the Barnes and Noble in Bethesda was my executive suite. I was there before they opened the door, and I was the last person to walk out. You have to do your homework and study the trend. You know, I couldn't afford Govwin or SharePoint at that time, um, but I would study. You know. Uh, all the information I could find and go back to the old contracts and, and you know, call people, attend all the agencies' uh, OSPU meetings, uh, you know, read companies up. And what I like to do was also, I still do this, I profile companies. I follow the, uh, the people that I admire and I look at all the contracts they had and try to learn from them. I attended all kinds of meetings. Um, my good friend Rose Wang uh, said to me at one point, I said I didn't have time to network because I also had to do consulting work to uh, pay the bills. <laughs> to pay the bills. She said, well, breakfast, lunch, dinner. I still do that. I already had two breakfast meetings before I came here this morning, and I have a lunch, I have a dinner, I have something afterwards. If you want to be a business owner, then that is a commitment. It is 24-7. Okay, so you, you said networking a bunch of times there. So initially, what kind of venues would you network at? Was it AFCO? Was it ASBC? Uh, you know, you mentioned the Ostabu, uh sessions, which can be, can be good because usually they'll bring down a program manager to talk about something specific. I wish they would bring out more... Uh program managers to these uh, OSPO meetings. Yes. Most of the time they don't. But whether they come or not, I will be there. I joined CCAF and um, what was the organization? American before? Small Business Coalition. I did that. Yeah. Uh, AFCA, uh breakfast, lunch, dinner, you know, just all kinds of rep, uh, organization that I could find that related to a speaker or topics that I, I wanted to follow. Um, you know, I would follow the speakers if I knew, for example, Bridget B Dean, Bridget Dean at the yeah, time. I know Bridget. Yeah, Bridget's sure. such a wonderful person. Yep. SBA. Oh, she uh she was my district director when I had AD and, and later on it was Antonio Das. Both are just fabulous, wonderful people. I will find out where they would go to give the talk, and I would be there. I would show up. Another thing I did a lot was I would go down to the SBA office. I would talk to uh, my OSPO representative or anybody that uh, would <clears throat> talk to me. You know, any opportunity I could find to talk to people, I would do that. Okay. What kind of prep did you do before you went to those sessions, though? I was very careful. I did not want to waste anybody's time. I figured that every meeting, I only had one shot, right? So, and also because I worked for large companies in the past, just by telling people your status, you know, your, your um, socioeconomic status, it's not going to get you in the door. It is important to be concise and precise and tell them that you can bring value to them, you know, understand their pain point. I think that's very important. When when I'm coaching somebody on on going to an Ostabu, I tell them, you know, make sure you understand the contracts that they buy from. 
the programs that they're involved in and understand where you might fit. So that's your, your opener. Again, if you walk in and say, mm -hmm. hi, I, you know, I, I've had companies call and said, I just had a meeting with an Ozdabu and I went out without a contract and I'm an 8A. I'm going, well, number one, Ozdabus don't give out contracts. Right. Um, not their job. You know, their job is to screen companies. And in most cases, their job is to uh, act as an impediment and not a help. Uh, because if you walk in with no skill and simply thinking that your socioeconomic status is going to win you something, you're very wrong. I feel for folks who work at SBA and also work in the hospital office. Do you know that they're all overworked, underpaid? They have more than 100 clients uh, for one person to serve. They don't have time to waste. And how do you make that impression for them so that when an opportunity comes up that they remember you, you have to bring value to them. And and that helped us to get our first contract. What was your first contract? Oh, my goodness. Anita Allen, uh, she is still in the hospital office uh, with HHS. Hmm. You know, I kept calling her, and I did not. I was respectful, and I kept calling her until one day she said to me, oh, okay, I have 10 minutes to meet with you. Just right before she met with me, because that was September 28th, um, somebody gave her an opportunity. Uh, it was a very small training opportunity. And just as I walked in, she said, do you do training? Of course. Um, and then she said, well, you have to be interviewed by the CEO and COR. I did all that in 24 hours. Um, and long story short, that's how we got our first contract. And so persistence and finally the uh, the stars align and she has a contract need. You're walking in same day, same hour. And she is fair to everybody who walks in the door. Like she did not do any favor mm -hmm. for me. This is also, I want to uh, tell all the colleagues out there, don't expect favors. Pay attention to whether you add value. She can point you to the door, but it's up to you to convince the buyer, right? Because those COCORs, they are all her customers, right? For her, she has to satisfy her customers' needs as well. So, um, you know, don't agonize them. Don't uh, waste their time, and uh, you know, give them good information so that they can use. Cool. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on FederalNewsRadio.com and fifteen hundred AM. I shall return with Sophia right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on FederalNewsRadio.com and fifteen hundred AM. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here with Sophia Parker. Sophia is the CEO of DS Federal, a Rockville-based company that deals in a variety of things, usually around health IT. But let's talk about the services you bring to the table. So, what exactly are they? Like I said, we started our training and also. Um uh, we started out in um, building website. Our first contract uh, was about uh, building this uh, website for um, health it.gov at the time. 
And through that, we grew the expertise in um, building website, you know, in crawling data. And from there, um, we're able to grow into where we are today. And we are uh, a niche company specialized in data analytic and health data, big data, and uh, just, you know, working with our uh, 30-some government agency clients on helping them to solve very complex problems. That's a pretty broad array of, of uh, you know, 30, 30 clients. But, you know, health IT has been emerging over the last three or four years. It's a very hot area. So you, you've been in there for 10 years, mm-hmm. which is, is a big plus. So... Um, so the, the, the training side, the analytics side, what, what are your, um, what are your favorite contractual vehicles for, and I don't want trade secrets, but, you know, to sell health IT, you know, we have the spark thing for, uh, for CMS, mm-hmm. uh, the NITAC vehicles technically are for, uh, uh, health, uh, IT, but a lot of, a lot of non-health IT activity goes through the NITAC vehicle. So, what what are your uh, what are your favorites? Well, you have to have vehicles. Uh, without vehicles, you can't do business with the federal government. Right. And we took full advantage of the eight A program and also of uh, Stars too. In the beginning, in the first five years, we heavily focused on uh, sole source. We started out from you know. 250,000, 300,000. Do you know that we still have those clients that we started with? If they like you, they'll find a way to keep you. You know, uh, client loyalty is so important. You know, they are convinced that we want to do the best for them. Well, you, you started this conversation by saying you wanted to start your company predicated on com- customer service. Mm-hmm. And, and if that's a real thing that you bring to the table. They feel that. They do. They do. And this is how we were able to grow outside of HHS. That's how we're able to grow into different areas. You know, as a small company, we're very unique in the sense that we have 30-some government agency clients. We are in data. We're in IT. We're, we're in medical research. You know that we're doing clinical trial with the government in Fort Detrick. This is all because of customer loyalty. Do you know that our customers refer us to other clients? Other OSPO officers will call up other OSPO officers and other agencies say, hey, you know, go talk to Sophia, go talk to DS Federal. I think that before you graduate from 8A, it is okay that you branch out and you, you know, grow as where it takes you. But in the final four years of our 8A lives, we realized that it was coming to an end. The cliff is coming. What are we going to do, right? We cannot be everything to everybody anymore. So in the last four years, we heavily invested in, you know, bringing up our cadre, you know, advancing our staff, going after um, advanced scientific research work. It comes with a lot of investment, but it pays off because you cannot make things up in front of the client. 
You、hmm. cannot waste your time. You have to be prepared. This is why we have our own virtual reality lab. We have our three D modeling lab, and our employees are even going to be more ambitious. You know, we now have a, a research council. The staff formed on their own because they realized that hey, we need to be market leaders if we are going to compete against Lidos and SAICs or team with them. Or GDIT, if we want them to pay attention to us, we have to bring something to the table, and it can no longer be because we're eight A. We can get sole source work. It doesn't even help you anymore because with all these Alaskan native companies, the government would prefer to work with them. You know, they can get easily twenty million sole source, no question asked, right? So, thank you, because, Ted Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> just because you're eight A. That 8A, is an editorial comment. <laughs> So for us, there, there are always challenges out there, but if you know who you are, if you just believe in doing what's best for your client, you'll be successful. You just need not to give up. Yeah, but you you just outlined something here that I hope doesn't go over anybody's head. So I'll I'll give my perspective on it. Number one, the the customer service where you、okay. started. Number two, the focus.、Uh-huh. You've been in health IT now for ten years. Before it was hot, and now that it is hot, so you've focused on a particular、uh-huh. area. You've become a subject matter expert in various niches、mm-hmm. within that that area. And this is something that a lot of small companies don't do. You know, I've seen companies of five people claim to be a systems integrator. You know, get a grip. You know, you can't list twenty areas of expertise when you have five employees. So, what you've done here, in in a lot of ways, is textbook example. But the the other side of this coin, and we're going to start it here and carry it over, is how do you, how do you live after graduation? Because right now you're in a, an extremely dangerous no <laughs>、yes. man's land. You're at the bottom rung of that、uh, mid-tier contract. So, how did you prepare to graduate? Well, before I answer that question,、um, I do want to say that what keeps me, what helps us with the focus, is not me; it's my staff. I have these wonderful staff. You infuse staff. them, though.、Oh, you have、no. a passion here. They do, and they hold me accountable for everything I say. And they are more passionate than I am about serving the clients. And a lot of my colleagues, they were my colleagues when I worked for SAIC in Northrop. They came because they believed in what I wanted. You've had employees、do. who've been there the whole ten years. Yes. Not all 188 because you didn't start、uh, off that big. Not correct. <laughs> or. Oh, my first employee was my son, and he left me. But、uh, what? <laughs> he, uh, uh, we're too small for him. He's doing great. <laughs> he, he is doing very well international work. But here's the thing: we put this plaque that I stole from SAIC kitchen at the entrance. Everybody can see it. Customer is number one. If you don't take care of them, someone else will. You borrowed it from SAIC. You just haven't returned it oh, yet. Uh, <laughs> So if I even dare to do anything that's not hundred percent for clients' interest, I have staff chasing me down the hall with a sign. 
but you say that. Look at this. This is what we do. You know, they come to me from left and right. Oh, Sophia, we need to donate money to save elephants. Oh, Sophia, you know, we need to do this. Look at these poor refugees. You know, didn't you say that 25% of our profit goes to charity? There you go. Here's another charity. Sophia, we need to stay focused. We can't do this. No, we're not doing that. So I have these staff that hold the company up. It's not me. And now they're trying their best to get me out of the company um, so that, you know, they can focus on what they're doing. I'm ADD. I'm always in their way. But the culture is there. I don't have to say anything. As a matter of fact, they know that better than I do. And I think that's wonderful. What do we represent? They all know, right? Number one is integrity. So if I ever dare to go against my word, I will have 20 people chase me down the hallway and and they stress me out. So I, I just listen to them. Okay. Well, we're going to get into the prepping for uh, graduation from mm. 8 a.m. and, and post-graduation right after this. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 a.m. We shall return shortly. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'm here with the CEO of DS Federal, dsfederal.com, Sophia Parker. Sophia, uh, so prepping for your 8A graduation, you you knew when it was coming, when you got the designation back Mm -hmm. in 08. Mm -hmm. So what did you do the last couple of years to to prepare for it? So so like 15 forward. I... Purchased a sign, you know, a clock counting down uh, two years before graduation. My staff hated it, but it did give us a sense of urgency. And we knew that we had to get more vehicles under our belt. We also had to reconsider our strategy, meaning we were forced to team more, right? Sub more and have more subcontractors because you cannot do it alone. And if you want to be a larger company, you must be able to have teaming partners. So in the last two years, we focused on winning more um, IDIQs, you know, get more GWACs and uh, schedules, uh, you know, teaming with other companies and building our niche capabilities. And that was our uh, major focus. Okay. So now that you've graduated, are you able to leverage that, uh, you know, th- that acquisition of, of getting on other vehicles? So are you doing more teaming in this past year now that you're no longer an 8A? Actually, it hadn't been a whole year yet. It hasn't been. And uh, it took me a while to, to switch my thought from you know feeling the feeling the cliff you know thinking oh my god this is the end this is the end to liberation that we can focus on growing big and not just keeping on that small frying pan looking for small fish right mm-hmm. when i switch that idea around i actually feel very happy i start to look forward to the hundred million. I started to look forward to having five hundred employees. Me and my employees, they're part of my family. They're my children. They're my, you know, my friends. So 
I started to look forward to a different future. And uh, you don't have to fold just because you graduated from 8A. As a matter of fact, the 8A, nine years, it's designed to help you to mature. I made so many mistakes. Thank God I had those nine years. You know, there are a lot of companies, they are very lucky. You know, year three, year four, they can grow 40, 50 millions. But I think without that solid ground, you know, you will fall fast. So we also focused on, you know, getting our certification, getting CMMI 3, uh, ISO certifications, all this to help us to build a very strong foundation and infrastructure. We also took another bold move. We switched to, uh, I'm not doing commercial for Costpoint, but we switched to a very sophisticated, uh, wholly integrated uh, system to spend a lot of money on infrastructure instead of putting the money aside, you know, in my bank account. Because I think it's a wise investment. You have to invest in yourself. You need to let your staff know, know that this is my future. I am investing in here. And then that would uh, improve morale. We don't have to feel dismal and sad and, and frantic because we're graduating from the 8A program. Fly, you know, take the wings off, you know, no more reporting to SBA, you know, just focus on getting big. And I think that's exciting, too. And I, I needed that challenge anyway. Okay. So, you know, in, in that prep time, I mean, uh, I asked you to start around 2015 because that, that would have been about the two-year mark. Uh, but at that time, uh, you won a Maryland Small Business, uh, Maryland State Small Business Award. And the following year, you won uh, an award from the Small Business Administration. Um, so obviously, they thought you were doing oh, something you. right. Um, they all came uh, with surprise. Uh, the 2015, we were the best small business for Maryland. Right. I went to the White House for the award. That was such an honor to sit there with your best small business from every single state. Sitting at the White House, I realized that I have an obligation to this society. I need to be a role model. I need people to look at me and say, if she can do it, I can do it too. I always tell people, I started at the age of 50. I came from a different country. If I can do it, you can do it too. And these awards gave me uh, a sense of obligation that I also need to make sure that I don't fall afraid, that people can always look up to me and say, if she can do it, I can do it too. So, you know, all these honors just help me to stay humble and realizing that there are people looking at me and they want to, you know, follow my steps and I need to make sure that uh, I leave a good uh, role model for them. Okay. And last year you won something from the Montgomery County Chamber as well. That's right. That was amazing. Small business leader of the year. That was especially meaningful because... Yeah, you know, I've been in Montgomery County since 1987. 
I love Montgomery County. In my opinion, that's the best county in the country. And we have great leaders, and the county is working so hard to promote uh, our county and also with the uh, county government. Getting that award, you know, you're sitting among your peers and, and people that you are all work together to make Montgomery County strong. That was especially meaningful. And it was a good way to celebrate 10-year anniversary. That was very special. Okay. So we're, we're getting ready to wrap up here. So give, give some final thoughts for uh, companies, you know, companies entering the 8A, companies in the middle of the 8A, and companies that, uh, or people who want to start small businesses. So a couple of thoughts, please. I think the 8-8 program we have with SBA is the best in the world. My God, without this 8-8 program, we wouldn't have so many successful companies. We wouldn't be able to provide so many jobs. And a lot of these small companies become large companies. They've become so successful. Again, you know, they create jobs in our society. Take advantage of that. And if you want to start your own business, I think everybody should try in their lifetime. You know, uh, it, it's really a best way to, you know, test your strength and your endurance. Plan it well. Talk to people. You know, I'm always happy to talk to uh, young people, especially young women who want to start their own business. There are a lot of people like us, not just me, you know, Go to the chambers and go talk to people. Go meet with SBA. Go volunteer. Be a part of that, uh, you know, ecosystem. Help people along. You know, we have an obligation to the society. You know, I came here as a foreign student. And look what I am able to become because of the society allows me. So I think we need to honor that program and participate in that program and strive to be successful, you know, so that we can give hope to other people who want to start their own business. And it's wonderful, wonderful. There you go. Sophia, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you very much. Great to have you. This is not my day job. I advise companies on all aspects of marketing to the government. I focus on helping companies develop subject matter expert platforms and helping them leverage LinkedIn. If this is of interest, drop me a line at mark at federaldirect.net. You can find Sophia's company at dsfederal.com. And thank you very much for listening to Amtower Off Center. You've been listening to Amtower Off-Center, sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear the entire show or any of our weekly programs anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Amtower Off-Center, only on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Before Avid Exchange, managing accounts payable took too much time and effort. 
coding and reviewing invoices, tracking down approvals, the list goes on. But with Avid Exchange, your AP is automated, so you can review and approve invoices anytime, anywhere. You'll gain greater visibility and control into your workflow, giving you time to focus on more important things. Experience the power of change. Avid Exchange. Learn more at avidexchange.com. That's avidexchange.com.